0: We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. In the name of Jesus, we remove every obstacle on the way of our people that are coming to this meeting this evening. We declare at the end of this meeting, Jesus glorified. to the glory of the Father, in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Um hello and welcome to night school today i am very very excited to have us here in this bible study i believe um you came along with your bible and your notepad i want to believe you did that and we're going to look at the word of god together before we look at um our topic for today is experiencing peace experiencing peace. I want us to understand that um, as children of God, as sons of God, we cannot by any means try to get anything that God has promised us by physical action. That might be easy to misunderstand. No matter how religious you may be, no matter how nice, how good you may be, I'd like us to just say it point blank now and be settled about that God, praise God, God is not the head of a religion. God is not the head of a religion, neither is he the head of a religious sect. It is important that we understand this: that religion, in its purest form, now, religion in its purest form, is man's attempt to finding God. The purest form of religion, that we want to assume that it is pure, is mainly it is just man's attempt at finding God now the reason this attempt at finding god cannot work is the reason is simply because rather that god has laid down a path for man to approach him so any other path that man takes to approach god for anything will not get him to god i can assure you that if you get anything by religion and uh, You know, spiritually speaking now, I can assure you, you did not get it from God. God is a spirit. And those that are going to approach him, those that are going to get from him, those that are going to please him, must do so in spirit. Praise God. I am saying this for a reason i don't know necessarily i don't know why that the goal of the lord jesus is not to raise men who are going to be religious it's not going to it's not about raising people it's not about making people sons of god that are still now going to start looking for the address of their father's house john chapter 1 verse 12 says but as many as received him to so gave e power to become the sons of God. If you are indeed the son of God, then you should know how to find God. And by now you should understand that it is not in any physical action that you do. Please do not misunderstand what I am saying. While some things that we do are beautiful, I am saying specifically, That if what you are doing is not a direct instruction from God. This is not God you are looking for. And this is the problem with religious people. It does not matter what religion. It does not really matter. Sincerely speaking, it does not matter what religion it is now. This is the problem with religious people. That deep inside of them, they think and they believe that they are seeking God. But in reality, it is not God that they seek. In reality. And so if anything comes out of it, it can't be God that gives it to them. i like to tell us this for free. That christianity is a religion if you belong to the sect of people that think in a way or that still classify christianity as a religion you are wrong sincerely speaking christianity is not a religion because for a man to be a christian he is no longer that man is not a man that is now seeking god now a man that is a christian is a man that has found god and so if the man has indeed found god and god has become his father he is to relate with god as his father and not begin to continue to seek god as one that god does not love as one that god does not have a relationship with yet this is the reason that the scripture says that he that must approach him bible says the lord jesus said that uh, sorry god himself said in His Word that the just shall live by his faith. But if any man draws back, he said, my soul shall have no player in him. The, the just shall live by faith. If any man draws back, my soul shall have no player in him. Now, If a man has not received the life of God, he cannot live by faith. I don't know why I'm saying these things, but it's important that we pay attention to them. If any man now can live by faith, if other man is able to live by faith, he must have been a partaker of the life and nature of God. Because God will not ask you to do something that you are unable to do. Now, peace, just like anything else that we seek from God, that we know through God that it can only be possible, we can only be experienced by faith. Now, when we talk by faith now, what we mean is experiencing peace based on the instruction of God. It is important that we do some things and be clear about it we look at the world together and found that there are some things that we have done in the past especially regarding the area of peace that were not necessary today we will discover in the world that praying for peace is not a necessity praise god Romans chapter eight that's what i'm gonna start from today Romans chapter eight and from verse one. I'll read from my end. Romans chapter eight from verse one. Just give me a moment. Romans eight one. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus please pay attention to what the word of god is saying there is therefore now no condemnation now this scripture is important for us to look at or to understand the problem between god and man originally is that man has been condemned to the authority of death. The reason that the ordinary man, the natural man cannot approach God and is probably engaging in religious activities to be able to come closer to God is because there is a condemnation upon him. Now, whether this condemnation comes by the law or it comes by him as being a son of Adam does not really matter. What matters is that he is under condemnation, one, and is under the authority of darkness. But the scripture is saying expressly now, the Holy Spirit is speaking through Apostle Paul expressly, and saying there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Now, he then went on to say, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, this means that religious activities done in the flesh cannot get the condemnation upon you of you. I mean, if you are yet to be a believer. If you are a believer in Christ... There is no condemnation on you unless you begin to walk in the flesh. That is, you begin to become religious. Praise God. Now, for a believer in Christ, being religious is a serious issue. It's a serious trap. What we need is to be filled with the Spirit, not be religious. But after the Spirit. It says, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. From the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death death so as believers there is a law called the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus that we are expected to walk with there is a law that is referred to as the law of spirit of life as long as we manage to operate along this law There is no condemnation for us. And that means there is no reason. We will not experience the promises of God for us. Because listen to me. Everything that the word of God promised you, he has given you. The problem is you have not received. Is somebody listening to me? And the issue is that the natural man cannot receive the things of God. And for the average believer, it is a tough battle for them to be in the spirit and not the natural. Are we putting two together or it seems I'm sounding um, somehow? That to experience the promises of God to experience the things of God to say you need to be spiritual now how do we become spiritual we live by the law of the spirit of life and what is this law of the spirit of life it is simply living by The simplest definition for the law of the spirit of life that makes it easier for anyone to understand is simply living by faith. Faith is the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. It is by faith that we experience anything. By faith We became the son of God. By faith, we received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. By faith, we began to speak in different tongues. By faith, we began to manifest the gifts of the Spirit. I mean the gifts of the Holy Spirit now. By faith, we will manifest the fruits of the Spirit. By faith, we will cast out demons. By faith, we will heal the sick by faith we will get people saved by faith who will get others filled with holy ghost our responsibility is to do everything by faith now getting things done by faith is a bit of a challenge because it is so easy for a believer to step out of faith that is to be in the natural. Is someone listening to me? Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. We're looking at experiencing the peace of God. Romans 5 and 1. Praise God. Romans 5 and 1 says, Therefore, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That the basis of our relationship the basis of our peace with god is in christ jesus but what makes it possible is faith so this is one of the reasons why we see a lot of believers today that find it difficult to experience peace believers are constantly in fear of um in a way sin. let, let let's put let's spread away and they continue to ask for forgiveness of sin and before you know it they build a sin consciousness into themselves please do not misunderstand i'm not saying do not um ask for forgiveness when you have uh, made a mistake but you don't perpetually become a person that continually sees himself as a sinner when you've been saved. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. It is so important that, well, There is a peace between you and God that makes it possible for you to approach God. That makes it possible for you to rest in Him. That makes it possible for you to rely in Him. But this peace can only be possible by faith. Now, if you look at those two scriptures together, Romans 5.1, Romans 8.1, we will see that they are saying the same thing there is therefore now no condemnation if there is no condemnation it only means that there is justification there is no middle ground if there is no condemnation this can only mean that there is no there is a justification rather because the opposite of condemnation is justification. Now, there is now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ. That is, there is now justification to them who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith. See, the justification is by faith. A good number of times, we need to just, we need to learn to just take the word of God straight and believe what it says and run our life with it. I mean, Practically ditch the things you think you know. Ditch your knowledge. Ditch your experiences. Take the word of God. Believe it. And just live by it. Well, that is what is called faith anyway. Praise God. The basis of our peace with God. Now, let me ask a question. If a man is at peace with God, what can trouble him well the obvious answer is nothing right but people are still going through a lot of worries believers believers now are still going through a lot of troubles and they genuinely do not have peace Believers are still going through one prayer mountain to another, trying to break down the strongholds of their generational issues, despite that they have peace with God. Believers are trying to fight the devil And claim their rights from Him, despite the fact that they have peace with God. It is important that we understand this that we have peace with God. This is the basis for experiencing peace in life, understanding that there is a truth. Between me and God. There is a peace between me and God. And this peace is essential to my life as a son of God. The very presence of the Holy Spirit in you is a sign that you have peace with God. the very presence so it is important now that we know that we have peace with god how can we cause this peace to materialize because sincerely speaking um as believers we face diverse challenges diverse temptations diverse issues and all sorts but how can we maintain the peace how can we experience the peace romans chapter five let's continue therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus by whom also we have access By faith into this grace wherein we stand and we do something, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, and not only so, we glory in tribulations also. We're going to come back to this scripture and understand how this is crucial to maintaining peace in our life. We glory in tribulations also. Having an understanding that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Praise God. Let's go. It is important for us to understand this. That the basis of our relationship with God, the basis of the peace we seek, is living by faith. One. But if we are going to manifest this peace, how is it going to happen? Galatians chapter 5, verse 20 talks about the fruits of the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 20. Talks about the fruits of the recreated spirit that are in the life of a believer. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20. Let's start from verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law but the fruit of the spirit is law joy peace what the bible calls the fruit of the spirit here refers to the nature of the spirit Now, when you look at a tree, let's say, for example, a cashew tree, the fruit of a cashew tree would be cashew, the fruit of a mango tree would be mango, the fruit of a grape tree would be grape, the fruit of a purple tree would be purple, because Purple is the nature of the tree. Purple is a part of the nature of the purple tree. Just like watermelon is a part of the nature of the watermelon plant. Praise God. So is the same way that these fruits are part of our nature they are not just abilities that are lying down in you that can be activated when you need them no they are nature that you can exhibit on a daily basis praise god they are nature that you can exhibit on a daily basis They can be your outlook to life. They can be how people see you, that you are full of love. You are full of joy. Our main emphasis is peace. Any child of God that is unable to manifest this nature is not staying true to the spirit in him. Praise God now. It is important that we understand this. That manifesting this nature, that is, manifesting this fruits is an essential element to our living as children of God on this earth. So any child of God that is unable to manifest the fruit of the spirit, any child of God that is unable to manifest this nature as a serious problem. Imagine that a purple fruit is unable i mean a purple tree is unable to bring forth for, for fruits a purple tree a tree is unable to bring out purple and it's now bringing out berries even though berries is a good thing it is a serious problem So before we even talk about praying for peace, please understand, peace is a part of your nature. It is not something you need to pray for. And so praying for peace as a child of God simply means that you lack an understanding of the nature you have. As a carrier of peace, when you enter a troubled place, peace of God that goes around with you will settle the place. that when you enter a place people can sense that there is this peace I remember when we were little in classes you know we could just have um, you know how noisy small small boys can be in classrooms and um, just for a brief moment we'll just notice that everything was quiet. No one was talking. No one said anything. Everything was quiet for a brief moment. And whenever this would happen, we would say, oh, an angel had just passed. And we'll continue our discussion. And I began to think myself now, that was it really an angel? If we believe that an angel can carry so much peace around that when he passes, everywhere can be silent. How much more you, the carrier of the nature of God. So can somebody say peace is my nature? You have peace. In the middle of anything per se, I mean, in the middle of a war, you can have peace. I mean, people are literally trying to battle with you. They are preparing to battle with you. They are preparing to do all kinds of things for you, and you can still have peace. And your peace will begin to, the the peace you have will begin to make them wonder, is this man crazy? The Bible calls it the peace of God that passes human understanding. It is not a prayer point. It is in you. Now, how do you get to manifest this spirit? I mean, this peace that is in you. Philemon 1.6. It says that the communication of your faith may become effectual. that the communication of your faith may become effectual. A lot of believers claim to have faith today and they try to communicate this faith but the communication of their faith is not effectual because they are doing it wrong. Now, If you believe the word of God, that the nature in you is peace, law, joy, kindness, goodness. It means that you can exhibit these natures on a daily basis. If you believe this word, this is what is going to make your communication of faith effectual. Hear what the Bible says? That the communication of faith may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing that you have in Christ Jesus. Acknowledging. Acknowledging. So instead of praying for peace, The simple acknowledgement of I have peace in Christ Jesus is okay. Your acknowledgement. Your acknowledgement. My nature is peace. I have peace. In the middle of any challenges, in the middle of a storm, I have peace. There is peace in my house. There is peace in my finances. There is peace in my ministry. There is peace in my household. Because I am a carrier of the life of the world. I am peace personified. That's all you need. You continue to acknowledge at every now and then. And this peace we manifest. Because the word of God does not lie. That the communication of your faith. Yes, the apostle was trying to pray for people there. But by the option of the Holy Spirit, he gave us a simple directive. That the communication of your faith may become effectual. By acknowledging every good thing that you have in Christ, the same process goes for your victory over circumstances. It goes for your victory over the issues that are bothering you. The same process. First John, chapter five, verse four, or it's chapter four, verse four, says. For whatsoever is born of God has overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, if you are going to communicate this faith, it must be effectual. How is it going to be effectual? By communicating, sorry, by acknowledging the victory. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony so you don't have peace because you've not been saying you have peace you do not believe that you have peace you have not heard what god has to say concerning peace you've just been praying for peace say i have peace this must become a daily confession it must become an every time discussion i carry peace around make this your identity see yourself as someone that is an embodiment of peace and all the other fruits of the spirit i have love i have the capacity to love regardless of what people do i have the capacity to love i have the capacity to share Regardless of what people do, I am kind. No matter the situation, I am meek. I am gentle. No matter how tough things are, I am long suffering. I can be patient and stand on the word of God until the victory manifests. It is in you but you need to know and to acknowledge it i know some of us might want to be like about pastor there are circumstances that it is where <laughs> there there's circumstances that it is where you know things are just a little tall and um, it is we're, we're trying to make the hands meet. I can understand, but the hands are not meeting. You know, there are situations where you tried your best to make the hands meet, but the hands are not meeting, and so in such a situation, you find it easier to worry, you find it easier to worry. I remember sometimes ago. I think about two years ago, I was in Gambia a day before coming back to Nigeria. I think the flight was supposed to leave for um, Tuesday 12 10 a.m. or something like that, middle of the night. And as at Monday, 12 p.m. in the afternoon, on Monday, I had not bought a ticket. company that brought me down to the country we had issues I was advised to go to court I refused to go to court the company refused to pay for the transport down to Nigeria from the Gambia I couldn't afford to buy the ticket and I had to come back I mean I have done all the other necessary things except the ticket coupled with the fact that I didn't even have savings in my account here in Nigeria. I was practically bankrupt. And I had a plane to catch in six hours. I didn't pray. Yes, I was a child of God, a believer in Christ. I didn't pray. In fact, I didn't have enough sense to (laughs) pray. Then. I didn't have enough sense to pray there. I just laid the bed, knowing fully well that I only have that last day to spend in that room. I had packed my bags in faith without praying. I had packed my bags, packed everything, so I just lay on the bed and slept as if I had no words. And then I slept. a few hours later, I think about two hours, I got a call from someone who I had just met recently on the country. And the person asked me how far, and then we began to talk, and then we began to talk. And I have done a little something for the person, which I thought, well, it was just me doing what I could, since um, we couldn't do it the proper way. And then the person called me. And then he said, you know what we're gonna do? I'm going to settle your plane ticket. I'm going to give you more money. And that's how to solve it was sold. I didn't even worry once. If I, if I had worried, there was no one for me to call to help. Practically no one. Once again, that day was a moment of great faith for me. But I did not have enough sense to pray. Sometimes we might have tough challenges. Sometimes we might have tough tasks ahead of us. But the idea is to not worry. The idea is to not worry regardless of how big the situation is. I remember when we went to start the when we were planning for the word and worship experience, it got so tough and so big a day to the program. I mean, few hours to the program, you just put it that way. We are still not gotten a lot of money for a lot of materials. But I went to bed. We had just finished the workers prayer. I left them there. We were planning for the next day without money. I came home. I slept. And someone told me the next day, That I was thanking God in my sleep. That I was singing songs. I was thanking God in my sleep. We went on to have a a wonderful program. Praise God. We must understand this that if you do not have a well of peace in you then you might have to pray for peace there is a well of peace in you it is up to you to activate it now the first way to activating peace is acknowledgement that's the first step the second step we're going to see in the scriptures 2nd Thessalonians. 2nd the Thessalonians. 1st Thessalonians chapter 5. 1st Thessalonians chapter 5. We read from verse 16. Please pay attention to these words. 16. Rejoice evermore. rejoice evermore one pray without ceasing two in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus concerning you let's look at the instruction again rejoice evermore many times believers in christ find it possible impossible to experience peace because they find it impossible to rejoice they are too weighed down by the challenges of their lives that they cannot rejoice they are too busy thinking about the circumstances and they always have one problem or the other to get out of. So it is it is practically impossible for them to find time to rejoice. Before we call me, first Peter chapter five. I'm sorry, we're taking more time than usual, than usual this evening. Just bear with me. First Peter chapter five. That's 7. It says, casting your your cares on him, for he careth for you. Casting all your cares on him, for he careth for you. Probably you should start from 6. It says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he will exalt you in due time. What does it mean to humble uh, yourself under the mighty hand of God? That is to obey his instructions all the time regardless of the circumstances so the first problem is a good number of times you don't know what the instructions of god are for each circumstance a good number of times we don't know what god has said concerning an area of your life that we're facing challenges and as long as god has not spoken there is no visible solution in sight I want us to understand this clearly as long as god has not spoken thank god 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 has spoken so as long as you have not heard what god has said there is no visible solution inside so you can worry till thy kingdom come there is no solution you can continue to pray crying on your knees As as long as you don't hear what God has said, there is no solution. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So, find the instruction for that situation. Find the direction that problem find the promise that is contrary to what you are experiencing when you find it hold on to it live by it this is what it means to humble yourself under the almighty hand of god He says, when you are able to do this, then he says, cast all your cares, because your cares will distract you if you hold on to them. Many times we are unable to hold on to the word of God because of the things we care about. Many times we are unable to hold on to the promises of God because we are carrying too many burdens. So do you want to be free to stand on the promises of God? Cast your cares. And how do you cast your cares? You pray the prayer of commitment. You go to the Father in prayer. And then you tell him, the Father, so, so, and so are my cares. These things are bothering me so much, but I hand them over to you because your word says that you cast all my cares on you. Now I am casting them on you and I trust that you've got it in the name of Jesus. Live there, God's got it now. Now, if you have indeed cast your cares on Him, don't pick them up again. A good number of times, people cast their cares upon the Lord and then they go home trying to figure out how to solve the problem. Come on, you just handed over the problem to God. How come you are the one trying to solve it again? How is that even done? Don't trust God enough to solve the problem? Why give it to Him in the first place? Cast your cares. Your cares are going to distract you from humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. Cast them on him. Now he's got it. Now, if you are able to do this, that is, if you are able to cast your cares on him, no one is going to tell you before you rejoice. Because when you know fully well that God's got my body, God has my cares now, I don't have a care in the world, I don't have to bother, I don't have to worry. All of my worries are now on God. If anyone is going to worry, it has to be God. Because it's what says I should cast my cares on him. Now I've done it. My job is to go about my business as usual rejoicing. and this is what takes us back to first Thessalonians chapter 5 so if you don't cast your cares upon him you won't rejoice i mean you find it difficult to rejoice hallelujah mm-hmm. it says cast your cares it didn't say cast some cares cast all your cares upon him for he cared it for you cast all your cares The minute things, the small things, the big things, the medium-sized things, cast them all on him. Don't be like, no, 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 God, don't worry. I think I can fix this one. Cast it on him still. I mean, I'm not asking you to be totally responsible. I'm saying cast the challenge on him. Then he might not tell you the direction to go or the thing to do or who to speak to or how to handle it, but first cast it on him. Depend upon him. If you are able to do this, then you can rejoice evermore. First, Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. You can rejoice evermore. And then you rejoice rejoicing. he says, pray without ceasing you see for a number of time <laughs> for a number of months i struggled with the understanding of the scripture pray without ceasing because i began to wonder is it possible for us to continually pray i mean continually pray without stopping then recently i found out that what the scripture meant it's not that we should continually pray without stopping because we know we can do that what we can do is to never give up on prayer never give up on prayer never so the scripture pray without ceasing simply means Never give up when you pray. When you pray, stand on the word until what you have asked materialize. Continue to rejoice and continue to thank God on the thing until it has materialized. This is what Apostle Paul was trying to teach. Pray without cease- And then he follows this with, in everything give thanks. After you have prayed, give thanks. You've prayed about it, give thanks. Continually give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. Listen to me. The will of God for you in Christ Jesus is to humble yourself under his mighty hand, cast all of your cares on him, rejoice evermore without ceasing don't give up on prayer and in everything give thanks listen to me every challenge that you may have is an opportunity for you to continue to manifest your victory over the devil every challenge every single challenge It is not just a test or a trial. It is an opportunity. So I want you to start approaching tests and trials as opportunities to manifest God. To manifest the victory that you have over the devil again. So when the test and trial come, you can say, Mr. Devil, you have come to be in trouble again this time. You will lose again, you see. Because the word of God says so, so, and so. And stand on on the word. And then he went on in verse 23, he says, And the very God of peace sanctify you, holy. The very God of peace sanctify you, holy. And I pray, God, your own spirit, your own spirit, your mind, that is your soul, and your body be preserved blameless to the coming of our lord jesus your whole spirit your soul that is your mind and your body be preserved blameless so to experience peace is not as tough as we think understand this there is Already peace between you and God. Nobody can be at war with you again. For any reason. God is pleased with you. That is, if you live by faith. Praise God. You can manifest peace. Acknowledge that you have peace. And the many other gifts of the spirit. If you find yourself in circumstances. There are two of, That are causing you to worry. Cast all of those cares on the Lord. And rejoice. And you will find that the peace of God. That passes human understanding will keep you. People will look at the kind of peace you have in the middle of a stone. And they will be like no. This is not normal. Are you sure that this man is not deranged or something? Are you sure that it's not that he cannot process the danger he is in? I mean, there is a massive loss, probably a massive financial loss, and everybody around is crying, and you just stand, and you begin to laugh. Kyle. And you begin to dance in the spirit, you begin to laugh. And people will begin to wonder is everything all right with this man? He just lost a lot of money. What's going on? Does he not realize the trouble he's in? This is possible. You can experience it. And I pray for you again in the name of Jesus that the peace of God. that past human understanding will keep your whole heart will keep your spirit and will keep your body in the name of jesus